Hello there. General Kenobi! You are listening to Mando Talk, your home for the Mandalorian chapter breakdown, speculation, and all kinds of Star Wars fun. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we made it to the other side of the new year. So congratulations on that fact. We hope everyone had a blessed and relaxing holiday, and hopefully things are going great for you so far in 2021. Uh, I know we are slowly getting back in the groove of normalcy after those holidays, uh, and it's actually just me here this week on our episode of Mando Talk, but you're getting some quality one-on-one time with your host, so hopefully you are appreciative of that. Now, I do feel like I have to say this. What is up, Ugnots and Jawas? Uh, I feel like that's a staple to this show. Again, hopefully you're having a great week, and we can't wait for all the great things that are coming in the year of 2021 for you, but also for us collectively as a Star Wars fan base. Now, this podcast episode, we are going to focus on the new Star Wars rumors, news floating around out there on the internet Uh, And again, you get some one-on-one time with me, so hopefully that's okay with you. I know it's a-okay with me, but I'm going to do something special at the very end of this podcast episode. You're going to get a preview to our YouTube channel. So hopefully, those of you listening, hopefully some of you have actually seen our YouTube channel before, so hopefully you've actually heard some of that stuff, but also hopefully I'm talking to some of you that haven't seen our YouTube channel, and hopefully this preview will entice you to go to our YouTube channel and like the video, subscribe to our channel, and do all those things that all the YouTubers ask you to do. We really appreciate the support, and we can't wait to continue to try to grow that YouTube channel and do things that the podcast kind of restricts us from doing. So again, hopefully you check that out, and hopefully you enjoy the preview that I give you toward the end of this podcast episode. So let's go ahead and dive into the news. We're going to hit these real quickly. Kind of a shorter episode this week, so hopefully you don't mind that, because again, it is just me flying solo. I do kind of feel all alone. I kind of feel like Din Djarin, uh, whenever Grogu was taken away by Moff Gideon's dark troopers, I feel like all of my friends, my family, have just left me. Uh, but that's not actually the case. Uh, they're just, again, they're just enjoying one more week off until we start focusing in on the year of 2021 collectively. Uh, so hopefully, Nolan, Jacob, BA, I know y'all are doing great, but hopefully you're listening to this because obviously you'd support your own thing, right? Uh, but yeah, we'll get back into our normalcy coming up soon. Now, our recent Star Wars news, the first thing that I want to talk about, Chris Pine. Chris Pine, he is the actor for Captain Kirk in the recent Star Trek reboot. Now, I might get some slack for mentioning Star Trek on a Star Wars podcast, but believe it or not, and this, I hope I don't lose some of you with this, I quite enjoyed the recent Star Trek reboot uh, when J.J. Abrams delivered that. Please stick around. Please don't ditch us as a podcast But I'm just going to be honest, you know. Uh, But anyway, Chris Pine is also Steve Trevor in the Wonder Woman franchise. And he recently spoke with Collider regarding Patty Jenkins and her film Rogue Squadron that she is developing. So here's what Chris Pine said to Collider. He said, she talked to me about it. It sounds really, really great. But I'm ecstatic for her. Excited for what she's about to embark on. If there's anyone that can reimagine and breathe fresh new life into it, it's her. 
So it's very clear here from that statement from Chris Pine that he is giving a vote of confidence for Patty Jenkins. Now, I do real quickly want to talk about Patty Jenkins and her recent film, Wonder Woman 84. I personally have not gotten the chance to see Wonder Woman 84. Now, Star Wars plug here, Pedro Pascal, our beloved Din Djarin, is in that film. So I really want to see it. I just haven't had the opportunity. I don't have HBO Max, and I haven't had the opportunity to go to a local theater. Uh, But hopefully I'm going to get an opportunity to see it at some point. But let's talk about what the fan base is thinking about Wonder Woman 84. I know Rotten Tomatoes isn't the most trustworthy, but for me, just the platform is the most fun. I don't know why I feel that way, Uh, but let's talk about those numbers real quickly. Critics currently have it at a 60. Audience currently has it at a 74. I don't necessarily think that those are bad numbers, personally. Um, Those just... When I look at those numbers, I think, okay, it's going to be a fun film. Now, I have seen, though, on Twitter... A lot of pushback to this film. A lot of people not digging it. A lot of people just thinking that it it was kind of lame, honestly. Now, for me, again, I am not someone that is super, super, super critical of films. Honestly, I feel like if I was to sit down and watch Wonder Woman 84, I feel like I would enjoy it. Really, the thing that I'm looking for outside of Star Wars is just a fun experience. Now, with Star Wars, I am a little bit more critical just because I have such a huge passion for it, but I genuinely think or genuinely think that if I was to sit down and watch Wonder Woman 84, I would enjoy it. But regardless, some people are questioning Patty Jenkins being involved with Star Wars because of Wonder Woman 84, and I personally want to put the foot down on that here on Mando Talk. I don't think that this alters my excitement or my belief that Patty Jenkins is going to deliver a great story for us as Star Wars fans with Rogue Squadron. Okay, so I just wanted to real quickly mention that with Chris Pine talking about all of his confidence in Patty Jenkins, and I wanted to also share my confidence with Patty Jenkins. The first Wonder Woman I thought was great, and I can't wait, honestly, to see Patty Jenkins and her direction with Rogue Squadron and all the things that come with it. I think we're going to get some new information about that probably pretty soon as far as writers go. I'm hearing some things out there like some teases with who her writer or co-writer might be. Uh, So I think we're going to be hearing that information pretty soon. Now, this does get me thinking, though, with Chris Pine speaking to Collider about Star Wars. I would love to see Chris Pine play an X-Wing pilot. I don't know about you, but I feel like that would be incredible to see. That's just me personally. Let me know what you think. If you think that Chris Pine being an X-Wing pilot would be great, let me know. If you think it would be a sin to have a Star Trek actor in Star Wars, let me know. I'm trying to think if there is a Star Trek actor in the new reboot that's actually in Star Wars. Oh, well, we got Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is Unkar Plot. I think I think that counts. So I guess I can't even say that. You know what? Chris Pond, make him an X-Wing pilot, okay? It'll all be A-OK. Okay, let me know what you think about Chris Pine's statement, what you think about Patty Jenkins' film, and what you think about Rogue Squadron as a whole. Okay, next piece of news, Star Wars, The High Republic. We've been talking about Star Wars, The High Republic, and the possibilities that it possesses. 
It has now begun its release process and has announced its three-phase storyline. Phase one is Light of the Jedi, and I believe they've also talked about how phase one is going all the way into 2022. Uh, Phase two, Quest of the Jedi, and phase three, Trials of the Jedi. So if phase one is going all the way to 2022, it sounds like we're going to be diving into the High Republic for quite some time. I think that gives a ton of time to peak interest in a High Republic film or show. We'll have to wait and see. But this past week, with the content that they have released, we've gotten Light of the Jedi, which is a novel by Charles Soule. I really want to check that out. I haven't had a chance to get a copy of it. I'm not somebody that wants to read it as an electronic book. I have been interested in reading Star Wars novels or not necessarily reading. I wouldn't count it as reading. I have been interested in listening to Star Wars novels as audiobooks, but I've never done that. So if you have done that, let me know what you think of that experience. I've always been somebody that actually gets the hard copy uh, and just gets over it and reads it, because honestly, I'm not somebody that quite enjoys reading outside of Star Wars. So let me know if, if audiobook is worth it. Let me know, and I might check that out. But yeah, we got Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule which is a novel that, again, I want to check out, A Test of Courage, which is a junior novel by Justina Ireland, and the High Republic comic series by Kevin Scott and Ario Andito. Hopefully I'm saying all of these names correct. That comic series has begun its release. So like I, I think all of us here at Mando Talk have expressed, we're excited to just dive into this High Republic content. Again, Star Wars and Lucasfilm, all of its departments are setting up Star Wars being for everyone okay so there's going to be some things here and there that aren't necessarily aimed to you and that is perfectly fine I think all of us as Star Wars fans can find something in the new shows the new canon material the new movies everything that they're putting out all of us can find something that we all love and enjoy so I'm looking extremely in for extremely forward to diving into Star Wars The High Republic. If you've had a chance to check out the novel, though, uh, Light of the Jedi, if you've already finished it, if you've already finished listening to it or whatever platform you do your thing on with comic or books or anything like that, let me know. Let me know what you thought of it. I haven't had a chance to check it out, but just tell me if you liked it or if you didn't. But regardless, even if you didn't, I'm going to be excited to check it out. Okay. Next piece of news that's floating out there, and this one, honestly, um, seems like it was just thrown out there to have some fun, but let's talk about it. Robert Downey Jr., obviously all of us know him as Iron Man, has reportedly spoke to Lucasfilm about appearing in a future Star Wars project, which initially was going as far as to say that he would be portraying Grand Admiral Thrawn, but since then... Uh, that part of the report or rumor, I'm not, I don't even know if I want to call it a report, honestly, but the rumor so far, uh, as for the Thrawn part has kind of went backwards. They've kind of went back on that statement. I really don't even know where it started the whole Thrawn part. Uh, but I have seen some people out there on Twitter that, you know, they do have a solid track record saying that Robert Downey Jr. has at least spoken to Lucasfilm about the possibility of being involved. Uh, so let's talk about that. Some positives. Obviously, I think Robert Downey Jr. is a great performer, and I think he would crush or he would 
portray whatever character they asked him to do in a great way. Uh, and obviously, he moves the needle. I mean, he's Iron Man. As soon as you put him up on a trailer of anything, it gets people's attention. Now, that does, though, come with some negatives, in my opinion. It's kind of like Mark Hamill with the original trilogy, how after that, everyone viewed him as Luke Skywalker. I feel like Robert Downey Jr., in my opinion, I'm always going to look at him and think Iron Man from here on out. Regardless of what project he does, I'm always going to see him that way. So I feel like maybe if I do see him pop up in a Star Wars film, project, series, whatever it is, I'm going to be taken out of the scene, possibly, and just think, oh, there's Tony Stark in Star Wars? I mean, really? Uh, but that's just me. And I will say, I definitely do not see him playing Grand Admiral Thrawn. I just finished my rewatch of Rebels, because it's been a while, and man, Thrawn is just so genius, first of all, and he's really menacing, and I just don't know personally, and I haven't seen something of Robert Downey Jr. playing a character like that. If you are a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan and you've seen a lot of Robert Downey Jr. films and he's played someone like that, please let me know if you know of a project that he's been on that you get some possible Thrawn vibes. Let me know so I can go check it out and maybe I can adjust that feeling. But I currently, from what I know and what I've seen, I just don't see him as an Admiral Thrawn. Now, he might show up still in a Lucasfilm Star Wars project. I'm not denying that whatsoever, or I wouldn't be against that. But I currently am against him being thrown. Okay, those are my thoughts on the Robert Downey Jr. information that's leaking out there or that's being rumored or floated out there. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you would think about Robert Downey Jr. showing up in Star Wars. Now, the final news piece is regarding Michael Waldron being reported as the writer of the Kevin Feige-produced Star Wars film. This is all according to Deadline. So this does seem pretty legit. This seems like it's pretty uh, accurate, and we need to probably listen to it. Uh, Michael Waldron is the writer for Doctor Strange 2. He's also the writer for the Loki Disney Plus show. However, I am not going to dive into this because I dove into it late last night with a YouTube video. So I've actually come to the end here of my news piece. You've gotten some of your one-on-one -on -one time with your host. Uh, and hopefully, again, you enjoyed hearing my quick thoughts on all the new things with Star Wars going on. Uh, but I am going to go ahead. We're going to do the YouTube preview part of this podcast, and that's where it's going to end, okay? So if you've already checked out all of our YouTube videos, again, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate the support. Uh, but inside this YouTube preview, I've got three things. I've got three things. The first thing is, again, the video that I did last night. I talk about Michael Waldron being the writer of Kevin Feige's film. Then the second preview I got in there is the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer reaction that I did on our YouTube channel. So regardless, even if you've seen that before, I think it's great, honestly, to stick around and listen to that because it's really interesting to see and hear my thoughts in hindsight. Now that we have seen the entirety of Season 2, I say some things in there that kind of tease something that came later in season two. So obviously I knew about it. 
Okay, I'm just kidding. I did not know anything about season two, but, you know, I could be like Palpatine Palpatine in the background pulling some strings, knowing some things. Uh, but regardless, check that out. And then the last thing inside this YouTube preview is a reflection on Star Wars in 2020 uh, and a thank you to you, our listeners. So that is all from me from this week's episode of Mando Talk. But like I said... I'm fixing to click play on this YouTube preview. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Ugnots and Jawas, and welcome back to the Mando Talk YouTube channel. We're so thankful and appreciative of your support thus far. And if you'd like to continue to support a positive Star Wars community, be sure to hit that subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. Now, what we're going to be talking about in today's Mando Mini Talk video is this new report from Deadline stating that Michael Waldron has been tapped to write Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. So let's go ahead and dive into this and talk about what it could mean for the future of Kevin Feige's film. So what I'm going to do to start this is I'm going to pull up, and I actually have it pulled up already, the Deadline article, and we're only going to read the first paragraph. I think that's enough for us to be able to dive into the entirety of what this could mean. So what I notice first thing when I pull this article up is we actually get to see a picture of Michael Waldron. Now, when I see him, I don't know if it's just me. Let me know if you see it too. I see a mixture of Henry Cavill and Peter Dinklage, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, so early impressions. He's got to be super uh, and he better write and know some things. But in all seriousness, let's go ahead and dive into this article. Let's see what is stated. Okay. It states, after pinning Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and serving as head writer and executive producer on the upcoming Disney Plus series Loki, Michael Waldron is looking to stay in business with Walt Disney Studios in a big way. Sources tell Deadline Waldron has been set to write a new Star Wars feature film that Kevin Feige, president and chief creative officer of Marvel Studios, will develop and produce for Lucasfilm and Disney. This just one part of the recent deal Waldron signed with the studios that will keep him in business with Disney for some time. This is the first time we are hearing any new information regarding the Kevin Feige produced Star Wars film since the initial report all the way back in the fall of 2019. So it's been a while. Marvel fans out there know how successful Kevin Feige was as the president of of Marvel Studios, and many Star Wars fans are excited about the possibilities of Feige taking over a Star Wars project. Not only is his professional success a good sign, but he has expressed several times how big of a Star Wars fan he truly is, which is important that he loves and cares for the franchise. With that said, let's connect this back to the Michael Waldron report. For one, if you are a fan of MCU content, this seems like a great sign that Doctor Strange 2 and the Loki series have incredible scripts if Waldron is being brought on for another important franchise. Secondly, if Feige is as big of a Star Wars fan as he claims to be, then all Star Wars fans should feel confident in Waldron's abilities since Feige is bringing him on as the writer for his very first and possibly only Star Wars project. Now, Lucasfilm has been burned in the past for announcing a Ryan Johnson trilogy before The Last Jedi 
ever hit theaters. So I wonder if this information regarding Waldron writing the script coming from Deadline rather than Lucasfilm could be a way for Lucasfilm to retract that decision if Doctor Strange 2 and or Loki happen to fall flat. I don't think that's going to be the case. I fully trust Kevin Feige, Waldron, everyone on board working behind the scenes in Lucasfilm currently. But I just wanted to throw that out there and let me know if you have thoughts on that matter. I'm really glad something about this film has been reported since we heard nothing about Feige's project during the Disney Investors Day where they announced a slew of things. I'm really excited to see Feige's take on Star Wars and I look forward to him assembling the cast and crew necessary for whatever story he decides to tell. So the question is for you guys then. What do you think about the news of Michael Waldron writing Kevin Feige's produced Star Wars film? My initial takeaways on that, that the saying that he says where he is going after some more Mandalorians, that's a little bit different than what I kind of initially thought. I thought his mission was to get the child to the Jedi. And so I honestly thought, and I saw a lot of people online speculating that we were going to see Ahsoka Tano in this trailer. So maybe that's quite not the case. Maybe he is only looking for Mandalorians in this season, but maybe he'll happen to stumble across a Jedi or two along the way. Who knows? Uh, I really really want to watch this thing again. Uh, I wish I had some time to kind of look and I'm scrolling through here really quickly, actually, right now, to just look frame by frame. But honestly, man, just the visuals look absolutely stunning. And we see the Razor Crest again. It it looks like it's damaged, and we see it actually get damaged in this trailer. Uh, we see Mando trying to repair it, and I believe he is on that snowy planet when he's trying to repair it. Uh, and then we see some more again with that fighting ring, and that was great to see. Wherever he goes, I go. I love that line. We know that that's his mission. We know that he's going to be protecting the child. Honestly, not a whole lot new to this trailer. Just some new, really cool shots. And we get to see Kara and Grief back with Mando. He's helping him along the way. Uh, But other than that, nothing really new. However, like I said at the beginning, like I said, kind of my first reaction, really interesting that his goal is to get and find other Mandalorians. So I cannot wait to see that. Well, what is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? I am Caleb Keller. I am the host of the podcast Mando Talk, and welcome to our YouTube channel. This YouTube channel is dedicated to giving you video formats of our podcast, but as well as sharing additional Star Wars love and content. So what we're doing today in this video is we're reintroducing a Mando Mini Talk. What exactly is a Mando Mini Talk? Well, let me go ahead and just define that here real quickly. A Mando Mini Talk is a 5 to 15 minute video of either myself, Nolan Ferris, Brandon Anderson, or Jacob Keller, all of the Mando Talk gang coming onto YouTube and sharing a Star Wars news piece, thoughts on it, uh, theories, really anything, just showing our Star Wars love go ahead and hit the subscribe button to our youtube channel hit the bell to get those notifications 
And that way you can continue to show us some love. We really appreciate it. And it just makes us want to continue to do better. So what I want to do with this Mando Mini Talk episode today is reflect on Star Wars in the year of 2020. Now, what I want to do is challenge you, you watching this right now, share your favorite Star Wars moment of 2020 that could be one of the new pieces of material that we got in 2020 or it could be maybe an old piece of material from a movie uh, from a tv show video game book comic whatever but you discovered it here in the year of 2020 so regardless there are no boundaries here what is your favorite star wars moment of 2020 jump down in the comments and let us know we would love to hear it. So let me go ahead and highlight our Mando Talk favorite moments. We're going to focus those on the new content that Star Wars delivered to us. And the first one that comes right off the bat is Season 7 of The Clone Wars. It feels like it was forever ago, but yes, indeed it was in the year of 2020. Season 7 of The Clone Wars delivered, in my opinion. We got all of our favorite prequel Jedi coming back. We got all of our clones, obviously Captain Rex, and then we got Ahsoka Tano. We got to see Ahsoka's arc in the Clone Wars finally come to an end. We got to see a tease of Darth Maul's future endeavors. And we got an animated styled, Clone Wars styled Darth Vader, which I thought was an incredible way to bookend that series. So job well done to Dave Filoni and crew with Season 7 of the Clone Wars. I know some fans out there uh, weren't appreciative of the Martez sister plotline but me personally I've always been uh, one of those that supports kind of the slower more child focused episodes of the Clone Wars because that's just its DNA so I expected that going into season seven so after that Martez sister storyline though we finally got to see the Siege of Mandalore and I have no complaints I don't think anyone here at Mando Talk had any complaints about the Siege of Mandalore it was absolutely incredible from beginning to end so again thank you Dave Filoni for delivering season seven of the Clone Wars next on my list that I would count as a success for the year of 2020 is the new video game Star Wars Squadrons. Now, me personally, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, so it's kind of weird. You might be thinking, well, how do you know it was good if you haven't even played it? Uh, for me personally, I'm not a huge gamer. I know some of you probably watching are huge gamers, and I'm one of those that if it says Star Wars on it, I'm probably going to enjoy it because it's just an opportunity for me to explore the galaxy some more. So I would count it as a success i'm actually going to play it soon though my brother and sister-in-law just recently got it for me for christmas it actually just got downloaded onto my playing device so i can't wait to play it some more and i'll let you know in our podcast if i thought it was actually a success or a failure so regardless though we're really appreciative of getting a new video game for star wars it's always fun to explore the galaxy Next on the list for us, and I think it's an obvious one, and this is going to be our third and final one from Star Wars, uh, is Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Everything from Season 2, from beginning to end, we loved. Um, I mean, they brought in so many characters that we have grown to love in the past. We got the live-action version of Bo-Katan returning. Incredible to see her. Never would have thought that we would have seen her in live action. We got a live action version of Ahsoka, played by Rosario Dawson. Tremendous casting, tremendous performance, 
and great incorporation of Ahsoka into the storyline of Din Djarin and the Mandalorian. I thought they knocked Ahsoka Tano out the park, and obviously they did it so good of a job that she's getting her own show. And also, Boba Fett. Tamara Morrison knocked, to, knocked Boba Fett right out the park. Uh, incredible action. Great to see him back, and we can't wait to see more of him. And finally, in the finale of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, probably one of the greatest moments for Star Wars history, honestly, is the return of Luke Skywalker. You got to see him in his black Jedi robes. You got to see his green lightsaber. It was a great moment. So, Season 2 of The Mandalorian, mark that down as one of the best things from Star Wars in the year of 2020. Now, a couple of other things, though, real quickly. Obviously, I would count it a success for Star Wars with the future that they've mapped out. We've got so many new shows coming. We've got movies coming. So many to even list here in the Mando Mini Talk segment that I've got you for. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. So I would count that as a success for 2020, the announcement of the future of Star Wars. It's going to be incredible to see all of these things come to us as fans. We can't wait to see it. In the grand scheme of things, Star Wars 2020, I thought it was probably one of the better years that we've had in this new Disney era. I would say this is the first time that I genuinely feel this good about the future of Star Wars going back to the Force Awakens days. 2014-2015 and that time frame is when I probably felt this positive about the future of Star Wars. So we can't wait to see what Star Wars has in hold. We can't wait to see what the year of 2021 has for us here at Mando Talk, but also for you as a fan base. It's always fun getting to communicate with you. So make sure you follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mando Talk on all three of those platforms. We would love to get to communicate with you and get to know you a little bit more. And make sure, again, you hit subscribe for our YouTube channel here so you can continue to see more Mando Mini Talk episodes. Thank you for your support throughout the year of 2020, and we can't wait to continue to get your support and continue to get to know you in the year of 2021. As we always send out our videos, our podcast, we have spoken.